0: From the Esquire Lounge in Downtown Champaign, it's the second hour of sports talk here on News Talk 1493 9 FM, WDWS Champaign Urbana, featuring the News Gazette sports writers Matt Daniels, Bob Osmussen, and Scott Ritchie delivering the latest insights on the Illini and more. Join the program by calling 217-356-9397 or send a text to the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Now, live from the Esquire Lounge on Walnut Street in downtown Champaign, here are the News Gazette sports writers and your host, Steve Kelly. Good
1: evening once again, everybody, and welcome to hour number two of Monday Night Sports Talk. Busy sports weekend, as far as uh, U of I sports are concerned. Some you'd like to talk about, some you'd rather not. We'll uh, cover all those in the next hour or so. Matt Daniels is here, Scott Ritchie, Bob Vossmussen. Matthew, how you doing?
2: I'm doing good, Steve. How are you? Nice uh, nice eventful weather day here in, in Champaign-Urbana.
1: And you have a couple special guests. Yeah, my God.
2: parents decided to, to show up and uh, experience uh, two tornado warnings uh, <laughs> this, this in, in late February, so yeah.
1: So were they coming in during that time? And no,
2: luckily they got here uh, yesterday, uh, yeah, yeah. after after Illinois's uh, abysmal performance out in in Columbus. Uh, before the Illinois women had a great showing out in Piscataway, but uh, no, they they got to experience you know late February tornadoes in in Champaign. Why not?
1: Happens all the time, right? Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know when they're going to happen. We've got a couple of guests lined up for you. One is Lenny Willis, who is with us, and Lenny's been uh, on the. Athletic staff at the University of Illinois for how many years, Lenny? Uh,
0: 32 years.
1: Director of uh, facilities, works around uh, Memorial Stadium, and you're going to retire. You got, you got smart, <laughs> and you're going to retire and chase some grandkids. Is well, that right?
0: Well, yeah. You know they say uh, Illinois is an academic school, so it, it, it paid off for me. I finally got smart enough.
1: Just move uh, it up a little bit. There you
0: oh, sp- finally got smart enough to, to realize that, hey, I don't have to do this all my life, so.
1: That, that's uh, that's good. If you don't know uh, Lenny Whittleson's background, he was a college football player at Ohio State, and uh, the fans here won't hold that against you. <laughs> had, a, had a nice career over there, played with a couple of pretty fair football players, Archie Griffin among them. Talk about your, your college days over there and, and those teams. Ooh.
0: Pretty good teams. Uh, you know, we usually... Uh, the good thing about... Playing at Ohio State at that time, we only played about half a game because we, you know, because we were just that much better than most of the teams in the in the Big Ten at that time. Uh, we would play maybe half the game, so that's why a lot of we had a lot of kids that come that came to Ohio State uh, at, because we won. Plus, they would get a chance to play. Uh, and so it was an enjoyable time, and I met my wife at Ohio State, too. She's an Ohio State grad, and then she's, a, a, she's a, a professor here at the university as well. So,
1: Then when you left Ohio State, take us through your career a little bit, and then how you ended up in Champaign.
0: Well, first I played uh, a, a little bit in, in the pros, uh, and then I came here and I coached a little bit here as well. Uh, and then uh, my wife is a, being a professor here, we got tired of running around, so we had to settle down, uh, me especially. Uh, and she's a professor here, so she's, she's been here 30 something years too. So it was, and plus we had our sons then, and they were uh, going and get ready to, one of them was about ready to go into high school at that time, and we always told ourselves we didn't want to keep running around when our kids started going, to, uh, getting into college and stuff. so.
2: What was your uh, first introduction to Woody Hayes?
0: Oh, man. <laughs> I can tell you a lot of stories, but I don't think we got enough time for that. Uh, but Coach Hayes is, uh, first of all, Coach Hayes was a great person. Uh, and he came to my house, and he told uh, my, my mom, well, he'll be a good one at Ohio State Uh, But we're going to make sure he graduates. That sold my mom just right there. So, hey, if I, you know, and I went to, like, Southern Cal and all these different other schools down in Florida. uh, But my mom, when he said that, you're going to Ohio State.
1: Did you play high school ball in Columbus?
0: No, I'm from Washington, D.C. Is that right? Okay. I'm from Washington, D.C. And uh, we had another uh, great player, Cornelius Green, who was also – from uh, Washington, D.C. Uh, as well. So we all played there uh, at the university, uh, I mean at Ohio State University.
1: And you had uh, two sons that played college football here.
0: I was fortunate enough to have two sons to play here. Uh, and one of them actually caught a touchdown when we played Ohio State and beat them uh, and stuff. So, uh, you know, and I couldn't get upset on that one, you know, <laughs> hey, that's uh, family.
1: Bob and I were both at that game. I, <laughs> I know that. but. Uh, uh, that has to be a good memory. Bob, what What are some of your uh, thoughts about uh, those days with those those guys playing here and Lenny
3: getting to know Lenny over the years? Oh, uh, such, such a great guy. And first, I always called him Coach because he was <laughs> Coach Willis to me because that's how I first met him. Yes. You were on Coach Bacovic staff or just Coach Tepper?
0: No, Coach Tepper. Coach Tepper. Yeah, Coach Tepper's staff.
3: And so he was
0: uh, I think running backs coach? I was running backs coach at that Which time. Which made sense. Mm-hmm.
3: And uh, great guy and always very helpful. And then we he went into the uh, management side of football. It became like the director of football operations, what would be a current job like that. And I remember always having to come to you for where's the team going, what's going on. And he was always, always, he found a nice place for the team to stay, to tell you that. They were staying like five star hotels, thanks to Coach Willis. It's was always cool.
1: Well, talk a little bit about uh, your job over the years and how maybe it changed and some of the, the changes you've seen at Memorial Stadium.
0: Well, some of the changes uh, would be, you know, I thought coaching was bad, the hours were bad, uh, but uh, being the director of of the sports facilities is just as bad. Uh, Because, you know, I get calls, uh, you know, all kinds, all times in the mornings and in the afternoons and, and everything. So it's always something going on or somebody's broken this or so we have to have it repaired and everything. But the job, And the people that I've been associated with and worked uh, with—it's yeah, it's it's a a a timeless job, but great people, and that makes it a lot easier. Uh, You know, you know, like Bob. Yeah, I've I've worked with Bob and some of the other guys uh, from the radio and television stations, and you know, they they've always been cordial. Hey. If you, you come in nice, I'm gonna take care of you. If you come in <laughs> thinking you own the place, well, we'll we'll make it kind of hard on you.
2: <laughs> Lenny, what's a what, what's a normal Saturday like in the fall, or, or, or the the prep leading up to a, a home game at Memorial Stadium for, for you and your staff?
0: Well, we'll we'll start getting uh, prepared uh, probably on on Tuesday. <laughs> probably on Tuesday uh we'll start getting the stadium ready which is uh if if there's a game played the prior week we'll make sure everything is clean uh my staff will go through and clean everything and and blow the stadium down which we actually have to do by hand and, and we have people come in on sunday Uh, And actually uh, we have different groups from like high schools So if you got a high school that needs to make some money uh, Just contact us and we'll you know, you can come pick the stadium and we'll pay you We pay good put good money. It's good money uh, and everything so uh, You know we have groups come in and pick the stadium and then my staff will go and blow the stadium and we'll prepare for the next game uh, we do that pretty much every home game. Uh, and then, you know, we've had the high school championships game there. That's a two days of 16 hours a
3: day. Uh, we don't like that one too much. <laughs> it's it's laboring too. Uh, this building, which you've got to know, I assume, covered, you know, top to bottom, it's about to turn 100. Just what are your thoughts when you think about that place? Being in there all these years, I assume you appreciate it like I do. So how cool it is, and the fact all the great players, grains, and buckets, and all that. Yeah, down.
0: and that's the that's what keeps that building going. the, right. the, the legacy of all the great players that have, uh, that have played in that stadium, uh, and we, uh, the athletic department, tries to do a good job of keeping it up to date. Uh, we have some work to do, and we, you know, every year we try to do something new. Uh, to uh, enhance uh, the the public uh, that, that comes to the game, because we want you guys to be uh, comfortable when you come to the games. That's the most important thing, and and of course we want to win uh, all the time. So you know we can be selfish d- doing that. So
1: I don't want to put you on the spot, but any favorite coaches or. Favorite players outside of your two sons that, <laughs> that uh, you came across during your time here?
0: Oh, it, it's it's a bunch of great players. That a uh, 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 John Hollisack a great player, uh, and, and he you know he's up in Chicago area. And he comes back, and we've had so many great players here. It's it's, uh, it, it's been a, a great time for me as a person to grow uh, with all the great people that they have. Great, not only great. Players, but great coaches and staff. Uh, you know, uh, I was fortunate enough to work with uh, Ron Gunther, uh, Dana Brenner, and all those all those guys. So, uh, hey, it's 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 been a treasure.
2: What, what did you think of Memorial Stadium when you came from Columbus and you're a member of the Scarlet and Gray and and the vaunted Buckeyes come to come to Champaign back in the the seventies?
0: Yeah, we we you know we. We were fortunate enough to have 100 and some odd thousand people per game. So when we came here and, and, and the crowds weren't, wasn't as big, we said, we must be playing in a high school stadium or something. <laughs> uh, but no, uh, but that's turned around a little bit. Uh, I think uh, the fans at Illinois are just as good as the fans that are in Columbus. Uh, except Columbus just has a bigger stadium right now uh um so when we continue to win some more in football and i think uh coach will uh will do that i uh, i like this coach i like his style he does a good job he kind of reminds me of, of some of the old school coaches that i've worked with uh and he he he's getting the kids together again
1: were you around in the when they put the bubble up over the stadium yes get involved with that
0: <laughs> yes Uh, and then that's part of my staff too that 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 puts that up that is the most difficult thing that you could have and then you 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 hope the weather is right uh, because if if there's a a bad windstorm you could be in trouble Uh, so but uh, we had a a great time putting it up and taking it down and then the last time we took it down it was a great time
1: (laughs) (laughs) we'll let you go here in a minute uh, Lenny Willis but what are you going to do when you're not going to stay in town. You tell me you're you're going to head south.
0: Well, uh, I have six grandkids, and uh, they uh, they swim. Well, I have one that's that swims, so I'll be probably uh, be the uh, the driver, the bus driver, uh, to take them to all the swim meets, and to have to stay in in the swim meet because my son is complaining because they have to stay at the swim meet all day. <laughs> He forgets that we used to do the same for him. <laughs> of course. Of course. Uh,
4: <laughs> I just wanted to say thank you to Lenny. Uh, I've worked with him over the years and called him up at weird times and say, Lenny, I got to get in. And he'll come and, and let me in and uh, the stadium. And I thank him for uh, always cooperating and, and you know, making my job easy over there at the stadium. And so, gonna miss you. You okay, ahead to tell me who's in charge now. But uh, thank you very much for all you've done, uh, you know, cooperating
2: to let me do my job.
1: Okay, a lot of people can say that, Ed, uh, uh, with uh, the, the people that Lenny has come across over the years.
2: Thank you for putting up with that in the first place. <laughs> and, and Bob. And me. And, and Bob, yeah. I was, I was I, paying for,
3: well, for Lenny, I guess. So.
0: You, you guys think you bothered me? You didn't bother me. Hey, you make me want it. And, and I think that's the most important thing when you're in a job like that. And and that's what made me stay there so long because I had opportunities to go other places. But the people here were so nice and, hey, that makes a difference. Anywhere you go when you've got great people, it makes a big difference.
1: Well, we appreciate you coming down to see us. And uh, we'll see you again, or, or we hope, before you take off. But uh, congratulations on a great career.
3: Thank you. I appreciate it. We'll, we'll Thanks, be standing uh, with you uh, when we get, come to Florida, <laughs> <laughs> Florida. <Just letting laughs> know That's a Just let
1: have know. That's Lenny Willis, everybody. Thanks, guys. At 522, we'll take a break and have more on Monday Night Sports Talk for you after this here on DWS. Stay with us.
5: You're listening to Sports Talk on DWS.
0: Illini family, this is Brad Underwood. We'll see you Thursday at the State Farm Center. And listen in right here on News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM.
1: We are back on Monday Night Sports Talk. We're at the Esquire in downtown Champaign with Matt Daniels, Scott Ritchie, Bob Osmussen, yours truly, Steve Kelly. Thanks to Lenny Willis for spending some time with us. Now we're going to talk some Big Ten wrestling with Illinois head coach Mike Poeta, who is with us here in downtown Champaign. Big Ten's coming up. Got you guys ready? I was looking at the uh, wrestling rankings, and eleven Big Ten teams are in the top twenty-five. <laughs> so it's going to be a good luck pretty, this weekend. <laughs> it's <laughs> a pretty <laughs> tough conference, <laughs> for sure. It really is. But uh, you got to be excited about it, right? Talk talk about uh, the season so far, and and how you feel you are going into that.
5: I think the season went really well this year, uh, from where we were at last year until this year, there were there were big jumps. Uh, our record was six and seven this year, and that still to me is is kind of embarrassing. But the Big Ten, like you said, the uh, how how top heavy it is with the teams ranked in the country, uh, we wrestled non conference some of the best teams in the country. So I think it was a big improvement, even though our record doesn't 100% show it and our guys are they're they're healthy they're fired up and they're ready for this weekend and it's you got 14 other guys in their bracket that are hungry so we're hoping we wake up on the right side of the bed and perform really well going to Ann
1: Arbor for the for the uh, meet right mm-hmm. okay. yeah in Michigan yep
5: and
2: uh, you, Mike, you guys haven't wrestled since uh, February 12th at uh, you know Easy Iowa State. Uh, obviously, the the Cyclones are one of the top programs in the country. What have you guys been up to uh, the past two weeks
5: just to get ready for uh, for this week upcoming weekend at all? So we have simulated wrestling the Big Ten tournament about every three days. We want the guys when they're out there in the Big Tens. It's it's nothing. It's, there's no unknown. There's there's nothing that's that's new to them. We train. Three days in a row, at the end of the three days, we put on singlets in practice, and we wrestle real matches, and they're the only ones out there. We get a little bit of a crowd. We kind of add that, that pressure to it, and we've done that for the last three weeks, and we're just going to keep that rolling into the way we train. At the Big Ten tournament, it's going to be kind of that third day, and they know that they're they're completely prepared on that third day to go out and win some wrestling matches.
4: So you know, this season you've had some wrestlers that may have you know, expected success. Lucas Bird, you know the Bronicle twins. Just has there been anyone that's maybe stood out to you that's you know, improved from a year ago at this time?
5: I think Edmund Ruth has had a lot of success for us, and I think Danny Pacino. Those two kind of stand out when you say that outside of the guys of the expectations that we had and, and the history of, of doing really well. Uh, Edmund Ruth is one of our coaches' son. Last time I was in here, I'm not sure if I hit on this, but the assistant coach uh, for the program, his name is Edward Ruth, and his little brother is Edmund Ruth. All the brothers have Ed in it. It's, there's a George Foreman vibe. I think the dad had a cool had a cool twist to it where he said, I'm going to change the last part, but they are all going to start with Ed. That's my name. So his older brother's Eddie. There's Edward. There's Edmund. But the youngest brother that's on the team, Edmund Ruth, he has been such a, a, a great addition to our program. He actually, during the season, had the longest winning streak of anybody in college wrestling. He had won 20 matches in a row during the season. And... Uh, yeah, in addition to the guys you said, Danny Pacino, Edmund Root, they've really stepped up and uh, shown the country that they're ready. Can, can Edmund beat his older brother? Not a chance. Okay. Like 0% of the time. So the, so Coach Ed, he was one of the greatest college wrestlers of all time. I think I've said it before. It was Well, I actually said this to Whitman. I said it would be like if B. Lamar was able to hire Tom Brady as his assistant coach. That's the guy that I have. And when you're talking about college wrestling, he is a top – Three, four, five guy of all time. So last year, him and Zach Bronigal training. One of the names that you brought up, a guy that had a lot of success for us. Coach Ed, ne- Zach Bronigal never took down Ed for the entire season, in wrestling with him for for six straight months. Never got a takedown. So before the Big tens last year, I go Ed, you got to let him take you down once. You got to like pretend you're really trying though. Not he, I don't want him to know that. You got to pretend you're trying and you got to let him take him take you down. He goes no. I go Ed, just yours coach. Just one time. The whole point is for these guys to do the best of the Big 10s We got to give them some confidence. And he's like, just one. That's it. Just one. So the week of the Big Ten, Zach Bronigol finally gets his first r- real takedown on Ed Ruth, Coach Ed Ruth, and then he was lights out at the Big Tens and NCAA's just from that little confidence boost. Is that going to be the same formula this year? Uh, yeah, Well, I think Ed is getting a little older. I think Zach's getting a little better. And uh, and uh, I think the, the tides are turning a little bit. When I say Ed getting a little older, so Ed went up to the Wisconsin High School State Tournament Saturday night. We have a recruit that's coming in that is like, I, I couldn't be more excited about this kid from Wisconsin. And Ed went up to the, uh, the Wisconsin High School State Tournament. These high school state tournaments are never sold out. They don't sell 17,000, 18,000 tickets. They're, they're crowded, but not like that. So Ed goes up there. They're sold out. And so he's trying to figure out how to get a ticket. We knew someone that could get him a wrestler's pass to come out and get in. I said, well, pluck all the gray hair out of your beard and then go in through the wrestler's entrance and get in that building. But that's getting a little bit on the older side where these, these young bucks are coming up for him.
1: I tried that strategy once a few years ago with Mark Johnson. Just let me take you down one time, to uh, to Im- to impress the guys down at the golf course. Mm-hmm. Did not work out well for me.
5: No, he's not going to give you any.
1: Next thing I knew, I was up here. I was on his shoulders, and next thing I knew, I was down there. I said, "Let me reverse you or do something like that." He goes, "Go ahead, try."
5: <laughs> That's ex- that that like sums it all up. Right. His, the reputation that Mark Johnson has is correct. That he's the the toughest dude there is.
3: Right. How how much does your experience at the Big Tens and your assistant coach's experience there translate for the guys, for for the wrestlers now? Does it help a lot or not at all? Tell me what you can tell them.
5: I think the coaching staff success at the Big Tens is huge for our guys. Right. And, and I've never been in another sport other than wrestling, like, at a higher level. It was I did all the sports growing up until about junior high, and then it's just been wrestling. So I don't know 100% how those athletes, the way they think about their coaches, but I know in our sport – if your coach has already been there and already gotten what you want, there is an a enormous extra sense of confidence. I know I'm being told the right things, taught the right things, and all that stuff. Ed Ruth, who I was talking about, he's a four-time Big Ten champ. Every time he went. Isaiah Martinez, the other assistant, four-time Big Ten champ. And then myself and Jeremy Hunter, each Big Ten champions. So I think the guys have a, a lot of trust in everything we're telling them.
2: You had some Mark
5: Johnson stories you wanted to share. Well, I don't want to end up on his shoulder like you did. I feel like I actually can get him right now. But so there, there's a famous picture of Mark. He's he's in his singlet. He's flexing. I mean, it would get confused with Arnold Schwarzenegger, and he would. I mean, how big of a smile he would have if I, if he heard me just say that. Uh, but our one of my assistant coaches, Jeremy Hunter, he was getting a haircut in town, and he looks up and there's the the famous picture of Mark in that flexed. And Jeremy asked the barber, oh, do, does Mark get his hair cut in here? And the barber said, no. He just came in here, put the picture up, and left. And that sums him up.
1: Nobody argued with it, Nope, they? it's been up there probably for years. That's awesome. What, uh, Mike Poeta, what have you learned about yourself in the, your first year? You did some other coaching, obviously, but what have you learned about yourself in, in taking over this Illinois program, yourself as a coach?
5: That's, that's a good question. I think the, the role that I'm in as the head coach, uh, I think the, the, the drawback that I dislike about the position is that I'm not on the mat as much with the guys as I would like to be. So during practice, there is more of you're, you're putting out all the little fires that are going on. A little injury over here, someone comes in and watches practice, and then you um, – I'm kind of talking to him for a little bit so i think the one drawback was i get a little bit less time with the guys on the map but my assistant coaches are as good as there there is and i have a lot of trust in them so i have a lot of faith in what's going on with me kind of being out of that
4: well i guess on the topic of practice and training uh you're going to have a new training facility soon just any update on maybe kind of when you know that can be expected
5: I, I'm not 100% sure. I know the project projection was the start of the 2025 season, which would mean two more seasons where we're at, and then walking into it in 2025. Uh, I think from some of the meetings, I, I think that they've um, admitted that we're ahead of schedule. I think sometimes uh, they have a hard time doing that because you never want to you never want to look bad, like it went longer than you expected, but I think it's completely on track to be done uh, earlier than, than projected. Uh, a new facility is so needed – for the University of Illinois wrestling program, uh, I would lie to every recruit and say, you know, this makes us tougher. This hardens us. But I'm like, God, we need a new facility so bad, <laughs> so bad. And there's there's a, there's a, a a Rocky story, the move, the Rocky movies, in Rocky 3 when uh, Rock Clubber Lang. Uh, says to rocky he wants to fight him and rocky's trainer mickey he won't train him anymore because rocky has the nice cars the nice house and he says the worst thing that can happen to a wrestler is he gets civilized now huff hall is as uncivilized as you can be so that was kind of my approach with the guys on the team the recruits but in the back of my mind, I'm going, obviously I want to walk into a premier state of the art wrestling facility, and I think for recruits, it shows them that rest that Illinois is a wrestling school. Look at what they have. This is this is better than what Iowa has, what Penn State has, what the top teams in the country, and it kind of shows them we're we're coming from for them. We're not playing around.
2: What what does it do too to have it kind of be right there in front of State
5: Farm Center when it does open up in a few years at all? It's it's Unbelievable. I, um, I still almost feel like I'm dreaming about the location of it. I, I kind of was getting a, a strong sense that it was going to happen, but it being right next to the State Farm Center, I can't it, express how excited I am about that. And go, taking it back to recruiting, so the IHSA State Tournament is in Champaign right. every year. Those wrestlers, they use our wrestling room at Huff to get down to weight, To warm up because the ihsa doesn't have mats for them to warm up in the state farm center which is kind of crazy to me but they they kind of rely on us so with how that works is they're appreciative and grateful that we open up our room but the the buses for the high schools are driving back and forth state farm center huff hall trying to find parking back and forth some coaches are at huff hall warming up heavier wrestlers as their younger wrestlers are actually competing so i think it being 15 steps away from the state farm center and the convenience for the ihsa state tournament from the for the wrestlers and the coaches just to be walking back and forth they don't have to worry about parking coming to another location something happening in between and then the the high school state tournament for these illinois kids is the most at that moment is the most special thing in their life Winning a state title for an Illinois wrestler is the most special thing at 15, 16, 17, 18 that could happen to them. And attaching that emotion to them warming up in our brand new facility 15 steps away, I don't think they'll, they'll be able to, um, to shake that as far as this is where I wanna continue what I'm doing.
1: Did you have any input at all in the, in the new building? Could you say, hey, here's a couple things I'd like to see in there?
5: The administration has been really good with the imperatives. What do we need? What's, the, what's the, the priority list, most important to least important? They, there's so many things that it's their world, that, what they're in. I am, I'm a wrestling coach, so they're doing a great job behind the scenes. And then, uh, yes, they're um, inquisitive about what's the most important stuff. And the most important stuff is what is going to make us the best wrestlers and develop us. The mat space, the weight room, the cardio rooms, the recovery rooms. To me, that's, that's the most important thing. Bells and whistles around it is great. How do you and your
2: staff approach the IHSA state finals from a recruiting standpoint? How do you guys just uh, attack those three days when it comes to recruiting?
5: Recruiting is, is weird now compared to back in the day because you have so much footage of every wrestler. So um, like I, I, I said before, I was a Big Ten champion. If you Google my name, there's maybe seven wrestle, seven matches. If you Google my son's name who's 10 years old, there's 50 matches online. Wow. So th- th- you have so much access to see these kids so you know who's good. The main thing is is the relationship building you have to be there. they have to see that you're paying attention to their match uh, and then the communication with them and their their parents' coaches when it's done. So that's more important than you, you're looking for a diamond in the rough, but you don't you kind of know everybody already.
3: Well, you know Big Ten wrestling is obviously awesome probably the best sport the conference has how is it nationally are things going well are you adding schools tell me where the sport is at right now
5: Uh, overall the sport of wrestling Mm -hmm. Wrestling, i
6: think
5: think college wrestling is in a really good place i think programs are uh there was i think 20 years ago it was a threat of programs being dropped and i think now it's the opposite where you're seeing programs um uh started Okay. And women's wrestling in the youth level has exploded. I keep hearing the stat that it's the fastest growing sport right now in the country for youth is women's wrestling. And it's starting to make its way to college wrestling. So I think our sport is in a, a really good place.
1: What would make a successful weekend in Ann Arbor? What, what do you want to see happen up there?
5: Um, so I'll start with a, a math problem. So 11 divided by 2, we're going to go with 5.5 but we're tough wrestlers. We're alpha males. We're not going to round up. We're going to go down to five. We took 11th last year in the Big Tens. When the season started, I said everything, our goal is half or better. We took 11th. We're going to take 5th in the Big Ten or better. We took 25th at the NCAAs. We're going to take 12th or better. And your goal is like you want to, be the best you want to win it but i think you have to have be somewhat realistic with where you're at as you go and that was the message at the beginning of the year that was the message today to the team and just kind of laying out everybody has a, a different role on the team there's i'm looking at a handful of guys your role is to be in the big ten finals your role is to win the big tens there's another handful of guys your role is to be in a high place match wrestle for third wrestle for fifth and then everybody else your role is to make sure you qualify for the nationals in tulsa so in wrestling every weight class when we go into the big 10 tournament right now 125 there's 14 wrestlers they're going to say if you place in the top eight you go to the NCAAs automatically and each weight class has a different amount based off how good those guys did throughout the year and there's not a wrestler on our team that is not capable of being within that allotment of spots so just different jobs and if we accomplish few guys in the finals few guys placing high most guys qualifying it's fifth or better
1: Best of luck this weekend. We appreciate it.
5: Thank you, guys. Thanks, Mike. Yes, Thank Mike you. Poeta,
1: head wrestling coach at the University of Illinois here at the Esquire at 542. We'll take a break. We'll talk some uh, Big Ten basketball and some other stuff as well when we come back on DWS. Stay with us.
5: You're listening to Sports Talk on DWS. Illini family, this is Illinois women's basketball coach Shauna Green. The Illini play
0: Thursday night. Listen in on News Talk fourteen hundred and ninety-three nine FM.
1: We're back at the Esquire. Another uh, 10 minutes or so if you'd like to join us. Phone line is open, 217-356-9397. One other note on Big Ten Wrestling. This is the list of teams in the uh, top 25. Penn State, number one. Iowa, two. Nebraska, four. Ohio State, six. Michigan, 11. Minnesota, 12. Northwestern, 13. Wisconsin, 17. Illinois, 21st. Rutgers twenty second and Michigan State twenty third.
2: I think you just read the whole conference, Steve. There's eleven there. Okay, well, and there used to be eleven teams in the Big
3: Ten. Penn State, right. Penn State is like a dominant, like unreal. They're like Georgian football. Yeah, apparently they're they're apparently great. Their coach makes a million dollars a year, which is great and. So they're they're kind of there for a while. Well, yeah, right?
2: I mean, their, their coach is Kale Sanderson, the, the, the former Iowa State standout, who one of the best, wrestlers one of the best college wrestlers ever, right? And uh, yeah, just led the Nittany Line. They've taken Iowa's spot right in, in terms of Big Ten hierarchy for sure.
3: Yeah,
1: and Iowa has one loss this year, and that's, <laughs> that's where it came from. Uh, Bob, you're working on an anniversary piece, correct? On a, one of the iconic buildings of the country.
3: It's done, thank God. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's, it's the, it's, the, build, the building <laughs> or the piece? Jim Russell is, well, yeah, no, it's not done. That's going to be around for a while. I wrote about the Simple Hall, turned 60 on the 4th, on March 4th. So first game, well, not turned 60, but that's the day the first game was there. Talked to Rich Falk, who scored the first first field goal, and uh, got uh, responses from a lot of readers and Illinois fans who were there. And a lot of great stories about what the place was like that day and that night, and just really cool stuff. Rich so Falk, I them right.
1: Rich Falk is not shy about telling you about scoring well, he, the first he basket likes
3: it, yeah. he, But it's kind of funny because he said, I didn't, didn't do much else in that game. He said I scored the first basket, struggled the rest of the time. So I thought that was kind of honest of him. He's uh, just turned 80, so he's doing great. Lives up in the Chicago area. Big Northwestern fan, obviously, but still pretty cool for him to be part of that record, that place. That building, I, first time I was in there, like, you 30, 40 years ago, it's it's pretty cool. And you get into the history, but the pictures are like kind of like, wow. I can't, can't believe that place looked like
1: that. It's quite different. It's changed even from oh, yeah. the time when I came out here in the early 80s. It's It uh, was kind of dark and dungy. It was, and, it was gray. And, and the, just kinda the lighting of,
3: wasn't so, so
1: good. And the but uh, it's it's uh, been it's better now. yeah we have very much better, yeah. so that is tomorrow we'll, we'll that's running that. tomorrow yep hopefully you, you going to let that in
2: uh yeah it's uh I it's believe the it's news our, side yeah it's on the news side so right. I stay away from things like that but no it. uh yeah I saw it in the our, our system earlier today for inside baseball reference there it was It was there it was on the page so make sure you read it in Tuesday's News Gazette
1: basketball news Illinois Scott Ritchie did not get any votes in the uh, top 25 no Major surprise there, but uh, kind of a disappointing day in Columbus.
4: Sure. I mean, Ohio State <laughs> had, I mean, they'd only lost nine in a row and 14 of their last 15. Uh, I mean, the team, it was, they were broken, but uh, Illinois uh, fixed them. Uh, <laughs> mostly because, you know, they let Ohio State get going early. Again, another first half where you know, the line just didn't show up I and mean, didn't play very good defense and, I mean, shot the ball about as well as they have all year, which is. Terribly. So, I mean, that you just can't continually dig a hole like that. I mean, it was double digits again at halftime and expect that you're going to put together this you know, miraculous comeback time after time. So, I mean, they they didn't. I mean, they got within one, and then Ohio State didn't miss, I think, the final... I think they made their last seven shots, and
2: and Scott had to watch the entire game because it was on CBS, right? And then the last minute or so wasn't shown here, right?
1: Yeah, I, um, I never did hear what happened with that.
2: Heidi came on instead. So, yeah. um, well, the next game came on, that's but true. I don't
1: know why they dumped out. Well, so
2: you had to watch the I mean, final minute, Scott. So
4: I would have dumped out of it <laughs> before that, but it's just,
3: I mean. I think both
4: it, are was, it was classic Illinois this season. Like, you just don't know what they're going to do from game to game or half to half. And uh, they
1: keep trying to do things that they don't do well. Yeah, I mean... In, in firing up those 29, 33-pointers, and they're shooting 25%.
4: Yeah, so... And it was just the, the quality of shot was so bad. And, like, I don't... I mean, I don't mind, like, three-pointers are worth more than two-pointers, but, like, Two-pointers are worth more than zero, and that's and, essentially and, what Illinois gets. And
1: they're effective in shooting two-point shots. They're over 50%. Yeah.
4: Meanwhile, they rank last in the Big Ten in three-point percentage, but I think they're still first in three-point attempts. So, yeah. I mean, that makes a lot of sense to me. Uh, <laughs> but it's just
2: You're going to have a heck of a story when they win the national title, Scott.
4: It'll be an amazing feat. Have to mm-hmm. half Literally, half in <laughs> like, unimaginable.
2: I was, jo- was, I that a, was that a prediction? No, I've joked with Scott since... Uh, November, so that he's going to be in Houston the, the first weekend in in April, and covering and the national. Title I mean, my game.
1: main
4: complaint is just it wasn't last year, so I could go to New Orleans and like to a fun place.
2: It's just the, the the record keeps changing. We, I think we had him finishing thirty four and six, and then it was you know thirty two and eight, and now they're going to be like twenty nine and ten. Is that but what we're going with? Well, that's
4: what. Y- I don't know if there's a we here, okay. there's a you. Um, so that means the, you expect them to beat Michigan and Purdue this week. Yeah, why not? And Possible. then win the Big Ten tournament. Yep, um,
2: they're not losing the, again.
1: We've got, got the phone lines okay. open, <laughs> 217-356-9397. Mark is on the line. Go ahead, Mark. Uh,
6: good, uh, good evening, guys. Uh, calling about the game. Um, this team is – I don't know whether – we get down to each team, whether it's Minnesota, or, well, we led with Minnesota, but we kept them in the game, or uh, or we get down to teams that, eh, you know, it's kind of hard to, you know, see us getting down and staying down double figures to. It's such a – I'm so confused. <laughs> I don't know, you know, going into, like, Michigan game, I don't know if – are we – Capable. Of which team is going to come come out and play? Um, and then I guess I was going to say I don't mind the three pointers if it comes in the flow of the offense. But when once we get we score like six to eight points in a row, and then and then we uh, you know work in the offense and then driving in, then we throw up a thirty footer that just throws everything off. So I'm just going to listen, uh, see what you guys think, and uh, oh um one quick question uh ladies uh the basketball team the ladies team uh how's the recruiting going and i'm gonna hang up and listen
2: how's the recruiting going scott
4: yeah that's uh, well that's an interesting question uh i wish joe was here because uh, they have i think what two players signed
2: the women's basketball team i thought that's what he was doing. oh yeah. i don't He was that basketball. oh women's yeah. basketball yeah. recruiting
4: i mean i really don't know they have the one they've got, yeah, they've got two
2: recruits signed. Uh, one out of Tennessee, she plays at uh, IMG Academy, that's um, right. and then one out of New York. One out of New York, who's a bucket getter.
4: She, she averages, just, I don't know, like a hundred points a game,
2: pretty much. Uh, but she is
4: the her school's all-time scoring mm-hmm. leader, like regardless of gender. So, okay. um, I, the one thing the women's team has to do, and it'll probably be a transfer portal thing, is just get taller, get bigger, just to compete in the Big Ten. Like that's the one piece I think that they might you'll know, be missing but uh the men's team uh I mean you're f- right being confused uh I'm confused about you know this team half the time uh, my prediction record would certainly back Ooh. that up uh but they uh, they have they're capable and they just haven't figured out who they are as a team or you know where they want to go very often this year.
3: This, to me, this team is what's kind of wrong with the t- portal. And I, I like the portal. I think players should be able to move away if they want to. But I think this case, otherwise always kind of throwing the team together. There's not a lot of connection there. And it's. I think that's why you get the, the inconsistency from game to game. I think if they played together for three years, you wouldn't see this. You'd see a team that understood what to do. I just don't think they have that right now. But I, that doesn't mean – they can't pull that together for a two week or three week stretch which was all they really need to do yeah I mean they
4: they haven't yet which they haven't, is yeah. the the problem there but I, mean, I think Bob I think is that's going to just be the case of Forever. Know, having to rebuild a team basically from the ground up every year right. from here to eternity
3: but I think some schools will do it better than maybe this is being done not not just Illinois, one but some places it's going to be hard some places do better and a lot of it is resources and NIL and all that kind of junk too. Yeah.
2: Women's basketball team is doing pretty well. Mm-hmm.
3: That's a great point.
1: Succeed in the mm-hmm. Big Ten tournament, great which point. starts this week.
2: They, they have 21 and 8. They make shots. They do. <laughs> they, uh, <laughs> they make. Uh, and when, when
4: they don't, mm-hmm. that's when they struggle. But yeah. for the most part, they have been a good shooting team this year. And Brad Underwood has said that he has a good shooting team. I heard that a lot. Um, but Sunday, it was the first time he's ever said, you know, I never tell anybody not to shoot. But like, he's about to that point to tell guys to stop shooting.
1: Well, maybe there's a difference between being a good shooting team and being a good team that makes shots. A lot of people could shoot them and look good doing it, but if they don't go in, uh, I thought Mark was going to say, "I don't mind the three pointers, especially when they go in." <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, those uh, are the best uh, kind. That's kind of about what we're down to, isn't it?
4: Yeah, and I mean, just you mentioned, you know, threes in the flow of the game, and just so few of them were on Sunday. And I mean, whether it was step backs or. You know, taking contested shots, falling away from the – I mean, it, it's just – the quality was so poor, and, like, you just can't expect to make very many or win when you do that.
2: So were we not going to see the road blue uniforms the rest of uh, the decade?
4: I, don't, I mean, it's, it was interesting because they wore them at Wisconsin and at Ohio State where it was the only two places they had worn them in the Brad Underwood era and won a game um, in his first five years. Um, so maybe they'll wear them again at Wisconsin. Uh, I don't know.
3: Just burn them. <laughs> you say Burdum? Yeah, sure. it's mean, just
2: Richie's organizing a bonfire this spring. It's like, like it's
4: actually a pretty good look. Like I think aesthetically, it's a, a yeah. good jersey. But I don't know. Sometimes you just got to be a little superstitious and never wear them again.
1: Illinois currently, uh, we mentioned the women being in the number six seed in the Big Ten tournament. The Illinois men are currently tied for six with a bunch of other teams. <laughs>
6: <laughs> the rest <laughs> of Nine. the Big Ten.
1: And, and uh, there's a whole bunch of other teams that are just one game ahead of them. But uh, Illinois could find themselves in the anywhere from a nine, eight, seven, six, <laughs> maybe a five, but probably more like a six seed in the Big Ten tournament.
2: I, is the double buy pretty much that's not going to happen?
4: I mean, I think mathematically it still could, but it would require all of those teams that are tied for second right now, and there's four of them. Like they'd have to basically lose all their games, and Purdue would also have to lose. But they all play each other, so it just, that can't happen. Um, I don't know. Math is tough. <laughs> but I think right now, if all of the favorites win out this week, Illinois would be uh, the eight seed.
1: It would be in the 8-9 game, and yeah. you know what happens next. Well, you get opinion. to play.
4: Purdue. P- exactly. Well, maybe Purdue. There's a, there's a scenario <laughs> where if Purdue loses out and there's like a four or five away tie for first, that'll be a f- you each get 20% of a Big Ten <laughs> championship banner. Like Maryland would somehow wind up – the number one wow. seed, but likely it will be Purdue. Um,
3: the bigger deal for Illinois right now, big 10 tournament is fine, but it doesn't really matter. The bigger thing is NCAA tournament. They don't want to be 8-9 there. I think that's critical for Illinois. Well, so that's whatever where, that's where they to, are right, right now, currently. Well, but we we'll to just or to move down. But don't be w- 8 or 9. Because, like, the projected
4: two seeds include UCLA and Texas already a- beat B- them. Yeah. I think every one seed would beat Illinois at this point.
1: Matt, what's coming up in the Tuesday News Gazette sports pages?
2: Yeah, Colin and our prep coordinator, is over in Pontiac right now about to uh, cover St. Thomas More girls basketball in a Class 1A super sectional. The Sabres are trying to get to state, so we'll have full coverage of that, along with uh, plenty of Illinois basketball coverage from, uh, from Sunday's action, both men and women, in Tuesday's paper.
1: And we'll be back here at uh, the Esquire next Monday night with plenty more to talk about. Thanks to our guests Lenny Willis and Mike Poeta. Thanks to Ed Bond, Tamara McDaniel, Matt Daniel, Scott Ritchie, Bob Osmussen, and the whole gang. I'm Steve Kelly. Thanks for listening everybody on WDWS Champaign-Urbana. We'll talk to you again soon.